pencil. to the Kill Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Gray, and tonight I'm joined by my internet co-host. We have Ash. We have Devin. Say what's up, guys. What's up? This is your first time listening to your our podcast. We are a bi-weekly podcast where we like to have a little fun while we're reviewing uh, movies. If you listened last week, I gave a different introduction. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, right off the bat, I want to get started with the biggest thing on the internet as far as horror is concerned, the 2020 Shutter film host, which was filmed about four weeks ago or something crazy like that. Yeah. Here, let me like some sage. I need to find some sage. <laughs> Fucking Gemma. Y'all. Right. <sighs> last night, Uh-oh. I came home after not being here for two whole fucking days. Watch Bobby Torres' video with a Z on YouTube. By the time the video finished, and he was talking about burning some sage and shit, <laughs> the clippers in my bathroom turned on underneath the cabinet and were vibrating the shit out of my sink. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I hadn't been home. So it wasn't like I was in there and knocked something over and it hit the button or whatever. This thing turned on by its fucking self. Uh, that is freaky. You gotta move. Have some sage in the mouth. Right. I, I mean, I, I need the to buy spot is, At least it came on while you're still awake. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like poltergeist, the TV and everything. Because <laughs> I was not. This was about seven o'clock at night, and I was scared. Like, not normal. Oh, there's a reasonable explanation for this. There's no big deal. I was like, no, there's nothing that could have touched those fucking clippers. <laughs> not plugged in. Not even plugged in. Wow. My scary ass would be up the road <laughs> in like two minutes. Grab my emergency bag and just be out the door, like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, Ash, I'm coming to Ohio to crash on your couch. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> it was not not the uh, it was not the way I wanted to come home. But, like, well, hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I digress. Um, host, if you guys have not seen it, is a 2020 film uh, filmed all I want to say 100% on video Zoom. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think that there's any moment where it's not a Zoom call. Um, great short film. I, I don't think it qualifies to be called a feature film. But I do think director Rob Savage did a great job in making it feel like the movie was actually longer. 
Like, I didn't think that I was watching a movie that was under an hour. I mean, yeah. it fit Devin's uh, time requirements, so... it's Listen, <laughs> take note. This is how movies should be made, 57 minutes long. <laughs> and, and I can watch from the comfort of my own house. Having said that, like you said, Gray, it felt... And this isn't a dig, but it did feel longer than 57 minutes. And that's not necessarily a bad thing in this case. In this, so. yeah, in this case, definitely not. Um, it was very refreshing. I enjoyed every single minute. When it first started, I'm like, I'm like, sorry. I thought I was like, oh, this is pretty lame. Another unfriended. Um, and then it was like, no, this is not a Blumhouse movie. We got this. And I was like. Okay, I'm here for this. Good. Watch Blumhouse is going to be like, we'll give you all the monies to pump out another movie. They're going to try to get their hands on them. Watch. Well, I think it's interesting because you remember like, what was it, two years ago, three years ago, before the other Child's Play was coming out, Blumhouse announced their own film, Megan. And Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be a robotic doll. And everyone's all upset saying Blumhouse is copying blah 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 um i think that it would be interesting in blumhouse all of a sudden not in a theater but maybe like an into the dark episode had a similar thing go or happen i'm surprised they haven't done one yet yeah because the concept is pretty basic and i don't again i don't mean that as a diss but um and we've seen this style of film before it's just the execution with this one was phenomenal I agree. Um, and the actress Emma Webb has been going around on social media interacting with fans. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't checked it out, it's on Shutter. Uh, I believe as soon as you log in, you should see it as the first or second film available. Uh, and unless you've been in the woods all weekend, there's no way you haven't heard of this, probably. So. Check and out. everyone kept talking about this movie host, and I'm thinking it's the Japanese horror film from a few years ago, The Host, mm-hmm. that was now on Shutter. I'm like, why is everybody going crazy over this? <laughs> this movie's old. And uh, I saw Bobby's video too, and I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and it took a while to populate searches as well because this film is just called Host, mm-hmm. and there's like three or four other films called The Host. So it wasn't easy to look up information. Now that it's a hit, you can find it any Google, any... Do people still use Yahoo? Yahoo or... Uh-huh. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> um, AOL, if you still got that. You got mail. Dang. <laughs> Bing, ass cheese. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I don't think Jeeves is around. Mm, poor guy. I, I am planning on... <laughs> making my mom watch this movie sometime this week, so be on the lookout for a picture. Maybe a recording. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as I told you guys on Slack, I jumped. There was definitely a scene towards the end that fucking got me. I don't want to give it away because I've heard a lot of people are having reactions or it's actually getting to their psyche and what have you. And um, I think that's just what I needed for this summer. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I know I was sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, that's what, I was just laying on the couch like, what? And my dogs are looking at me like, are you okay? <laughs> what is so, wrong with you? Right. So after that movie ended, I was like, okay, I need to find some sage. I need to bless this house. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. 
start, yeah, start repenting, <laughs> open up that Bible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving right along, we have more exciting news. Yes, yes, we do. As you guys know, Parkside Alpha, a.k.a. Scream 5, has been gearing up to start filming. And we recently got word that Gail Weathers herself, Courtney Cox, has agreed to return. The contract is signed. We can make all the hairline jokes we want. (laughs) Because it's about to go down. (laughs) Yes. I am so excited. Me too. I feel like that was just like the cherry on top. I mean, Hayden Pantier would be the extra cherry on top, but Courtney Cox, yes. Yeah. Set in stone, perfect. I'm really curious as to how she and David Arquette and inevitably Nev Campbell are going to fit into the new story. Because it sounds like it's, I mean, based on what I've read of the new movie, it's all new set of characters. Uh, I, I think it still takes place in Woodsboro. I might be wrong on that one. But, um, like, the focus is, is away from the survivors of the last four movies. So I wonder how they're going to fit into the new story. If it's just going to be, like, a cameo or a passing of the torch. Okay, so you know how my brain goes. Definitely have a theory already. <laughs> okay. It was, uh, along with the Courtney Cox rejoining, or not rejoining, I guess, joining the cast, um, Scream or Spyglass created a Twitter account called Scream Films, but the handle is just called Plain Scream. Um, and a lot of people speculated that the new film would be called Scream, as to where I just speculate because it says Scream Films that it'll just be the official account, um, account for whatever is to come and not necessarily there's been a decision made on whether this will be Scream 5 or simply retitled as Scream a la Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. But in this tweet, we did get, let's welcome Gail back to Woodsboro. That was in mm. the Twitter handle official tweet. Um, so that has me go back to where the synopsis that we've gotten so far is that a young girl comes back to her hometown where she's had a troubled past. To me, wishful thinking, and I know you guys know, especially people at home, that we did get the some characters from the upcoming film as well, about eight people. And this one character that is returning is supposed to be a sister of another girl that never left. To me, her name is Sarah. Bear with me. Oh. It's a possibility that Sarah could turn out to be Kirby, who had a younger sister in Woodsboro when everything happened. Kirby survived, went away, and now she's being called back. Mm. Okay. I, I like that, and I hope they run with that. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. I do. I think there are plenty of ways where I cannot get what I want because <laughs> I'm just a fan. <laughs> but um, I hope that they run with that. I think that if you're going out of your way to get Nev, Courtney, and David back, and you don't bring back the fan favorite from part four, 
then you're doing fans a semi-injustice. Like, I know the story has to go a different way, and Hayden might not be up to it, even though our social media has us believe otherwise. Um, and if, shit, if you can figure out a way to get Randy back in there, Ooh. Randy Meeks, I don't care if it's just another tape where he just planned ahead, and he doesn't even have to be <laughs> live, you don't have to retcon anything, just his sister delivers another tape. I'm good with that. I mean, if we're bringing everybody back, I want them to bring back Dwayne Martin from part two. As the character. <laughs> <laughs> you did live. Yeah, she was smart. Uh-uh. Did you say um, the lips? <laughs> <laughs> Heck, you know. <laughs> I mean, you don't need the money. <laughs> I mean, listen, him and Tisha Campbell getting a divorce, so, you know. Um <laughs> But what would be interesting if they did go with the premise that you're saying, Gray, like, let's say Kirby really is Sarah, that quite, her character of Sarah is 24 years old. So I'm wondering if this would be, if this movie would take place now in 20, or I guess 2021, or if it would take place a few years after part four. Oh, that is interesting. And I, which I'm okay with if it takes place, I, I don't know, let's say, let's say she's 16 in part four. So it was 2011. Yeah, oh, well, that would be just, yeah, 2019. Right? Is my math right? 2011. So she would be. Oh, fuck. I got to edit this so I do the math quick. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I cut all of this out. I don't want people to think I'm stupid or anything. 2011. So nine years, and you're saying she was 16. So nine plus six is four, 25. That would be about the right age. That would be the right age. Okay. Yeah. All right, we can leave all this in because we came out smart. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> <laughs> it took two adult men to figure out simple math. But yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I do like the fact, or I mean, I like the idea of you bringing Joel or Dwayne Martin back uh, just because he did survive. And if Gail's coming back to Woodsboro and having to cover events, then why couldn't Joel have kept working as a cameraman, never left the city, and we just get mm-hmm. that little comedic interchange between um, Gail and Joel one last time? Uh, you know, complete fan service. Like, there's nothing else to explain there. If they wanted real fan service, or at least to service me as a fan, Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, yeah, we can always use more Sarah Michelle Geller, but somehow bring back Parker Posey from Part Three because see that's the best thing in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is my wish. That made Scream Three for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she just got three. stabbed. It was just a little flesh wound, so they could break it out. <laughs> I mean, if they're bringing back, I mean, if they're, you know, the rumors are they might be bringing back uh, Stu from the first one. You can, you can bring back. That's how what I'm saying. T- like, how? They doing too much. Okay. Just give us Kirby and that's it. Like, just no more. I like yeah. it. Like the new characters, like, there's some Latinx representation in there because this series says, with the exception part two, this series has lacked in the diversity department. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, some queer representation, which. It's strange considering Kevin Williamson created the series. There's none of the main ca- characters have been queer, so um, I'm I'm looking forward to the new Scream movie. Yeah, I would be interesting. I'm like, 
I don't like the fact that the two Latinx people have to be twins, and that's how we get two. It can't just be mm-hmm. like Woodsboro has been diversified, you know, on its own, and maybe two Latin people date each other and aren't siblings, but that leads to more just other diversity in background shots versus a bunch of white kids and these two twins who have to hang out with each other because they're siblings. But we'll see. I, I, <laughs> Hollywood's got a long way to go. Just like scary uh, movie with, uh, with uh, oh my gosh, why am I zoning out on the character's name? Brenda and Shorty. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, oh, oh, an actual scary movie. Yeah, right. scary movie, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I would like to see, and this might sound weird and it's not a joke, Rose McGowan get to come back. Because I really think the things in Hollywood that have done her wrong and made her seem crazy or eccentric when she's just someone that's really a victim and has reasonable acting chops. Like, we haven't seen any range, obviously, um, just because she was so typecasted. I'm not knocking her ability. But, you know, Tatum's twin running around? I wouldn't... Also, even as a 15, 16-year-old, however old I was when I saw Scream, a fucking garage door killed her. <laughs> like, she couldn't just put her feet down. Like, that never Every- sold me. <laughs> Every time I see her scene, I always think about the scene from Scary Movie. Oh, they, my gosh. <laughs> I, I, that movie ruined this, and I know what you did last summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. I mean, I'm, just I'm just a day player. What? <laughs> I love that movie. All right, so we're excited for Scream 5. Courtney, David's back. Uh, I think everyone knows Nev is coming back. It's just not official. There's probably a schedule of just announcing this shit to begin with. Like, I'm willing to bet, wait till September, and we'll get Kirby, and then somewhere around Halloween, we'll get Nev. Yeah, because if you can get Courtney Cox, you can get Nev. I mean, Courtney Cox is actively work. You know what? She's, She's been rumored to always be the hardest one to get back because she yeah. has friends money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I say that out of hearsay. I really don't know and I rarely look at Hollywood numbers, but it makes sense. Like She she probably never has to work just like the Seinfeld people never have to work. Mm-hmm. And hopefully now that Netflix has Moesha, Brandy will never have to work either. No shame. Just dropped a new album, which is good. But did you like? I couldn't get into it, but I, I gotta like sit and listen to it though. Gotta be in the mood for it. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't listen to it while I'm working. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but still, still happy is the overall sentiment. All right. If you couldn't tell by the intro music or the title itself when you clicked on this podcast, tonight we are discussing Jaws. Uh, the 1975. I yep, say that 75. I did not write that down for some dumb reason. <laughs> <laughs> the 1975 first ever summer blockbuster, which I want to address in a little bit, but it has the title as a summer blockbuster, first of its kind, um, starring 
Roy Snyder, Robert Shaw, Richard, a young, old-looking Richard Dreyfuss, <laughs> Lorraine Gary, uh, and Murray Hamilton, directed by Steven Spielberg, produced by no one I know, so I'm going to go with who did the music. The infamous sound was John Williamson. Most of you probably already know that, and it could be Williams because I've been drinking. Uh, John... It's John Williams. <laughs> yeah, see? The important part is I caught myself. <laughs> but I like the sauce, so what are you going to do? I mean, you know. <laughs> Written by uh, Peter Benchley. Uh, again, I don't... I bring this up from time to time, but I think we have to tout Universal Monsters. And Jaws, a.k.a. Bruce, is a Universal Monster. And I think that this is a thing that Universal should look at when they're redoing this dark world that failed. And I guess uh, Lee Wanell is going to revive by himself. Uh, and that's not even a joke. He knocked out the part of Invisible Man. Man, we'll see what his other project does. And I'm okay with that. Um, so basically, Jaws is a movie about a killer shark that's unleashed. <coughs> Chaos on the beach community of Amity. It's up to a local sheriff, a marine biologist, an old seafarer on the hunt of the beast or to hunt the beast down. I have to be honest with you guys. I am not a Jaws fan. Oh, thank you for saying that because I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> now, <laughs> Ash, believe me, I'm pretty. Um, well, <laughs> it does have a 98 tomato meter score, um, a 90 percent audience score. So we are in the minority and I'm fine with that. To me, the movie is very long. Um, however, Mr. Devin <laughs> you did inspire me to rewatch the film with different eyes. Thanks to your piece at something If you guys have not checked it out, Devin wrote a very wonderful piece. I, you know, I'll let you brag about yourself. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wrote an article um, on somethingghoulish.com. You can also find it on INeedYouJetsy.com as well, uh, where I rewatched Jaws because I'm, I was in the same group with uh, you, Gray and Ash, where I, I didn't care for this movie for years. When, with the same reason, I thought it was very long and boring. I live in a world of deep blue seas and 47 meters down, and Jaws just does not speak to me in 2020. However, when I rewatched it recently, um, I was able to draw comparisons between what's going on in the movie and what's currently happening very specifically in our country, mm-hmm. uh, where there's a threat out there. The experts know there's a threat out there, but the leadership in charge disregards that out of financial gain. Mm. And that's essentially what's happening in Jaws, and that's what's happening right now in our country. Um, I, and, and rewatching it made me really, really have a better appreciation for the movie. Uh, I really think that Jaws deserves all the accolades that it's received and will continue to receive. I, I, I really love this movie now. You know, I'm glad you brought up those touch points because... I'm going to give you what my summary is of the film. Okay. And I think you might enjoy a couple touch points of it. 
Hold on, let me get, let me let me get a shot. Real quick. <laughs> Hang on. Uh-oh. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> when the local lifeguard Sheriff Brody gets wind of a shark attack on his beach, terrible rich United Market people, otherwise known as Trump, decide it's in everyone's best interest. Oh, it's open. After multiple deaths, the townsfolk decide to go shark fishing. Uh, based on zero data, the whole town rejoices after they catch the first thing they come across. At that point, the sheriff, um, the top biologist, and a seafaring alcoholic go on a weekend happy hour trip. After letting the cat get eaten by the shark, the sheriff finally decides to put the shark down. Oh, man. Okay, I gotta ask. I thought Richard Dreyfus was so cute in this movie. They, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> but I didn't, I would have guessed he was like pushing 40. And he was not that old. I want to say he was like in his late 20s in this film. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He's just, he's like, um, like 27, what? 28. Right? Yeah. Damn. What did I picture Anderson Cooper looking like in his twenties? Uh, <laughs> it was the uncombed <laughs> beard and the curly hair. And a swarm of. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Ooh. He has like adult money. I don't want him to be after me. <laughs> he was only twenty-eight in this film. If you look at his eyes, it screams a young man. You just can't look directly at his face. Right. <laughs> Everything else screams 43. Yes. <laughs> like stability. <Right>. Suburbs. <laughs> and I didn't think that Roy Scheider was unattractive in this movie. I, now, was granted, nice to look at. Yeah, I had a couple Ooh. of glasses of wine when I saw the movie, but <laughs> I thought he was good looking. But if he wasn't tan the fuck out, would you still think the same thing? Probably not. Uh, I don't know. I'm a Scorpio. I probably would. <laughs> okay. We're kind of hot that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think about uh, Roy Schneider four years later and all that jazz where he's just this pale, chain-smoking uh, persona. Are you so- calling him Roy Schneider or Roy Scheider? Uh, clearly, I'm pronouncing it wrong. I call him Roy S. <laughs> <laughs> is it not Snyder? It's Snyder. Snyder's the dude from One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time. Okay. <laughs> that is my shit, too. The new one. Oh, yeah. I do enjoy a new one. I'm just going to call him Roy. I think we've all embarrassed myself now. Oh, number one. There you go. Um, but anyway, so like I was saying in the initial open is that Jaws is one of those movies where I think that the impact of it was greater than the actual body of work. And I think that's what gives it the infamy. And that's why it's never been remade. If you think about all the classic, uh, horror movies throughout history, this is the only one with such notoriety that has not been touched. 
Yeah, but how many Steven Spielberg films have been remade? I think it might have more to do with Steven Spielberg than the movie itself. In my own opinion. Really? Yeah. Do you think, like, because <laughs> I also... Change happened. I hear, I hear what you're saying, but do you think, like, part of why you feel the way you feel is because the movie is very tame by today's standards? Uh, no, because even as a child, I had no appetite for watching it. Okay. Um, as an adult, now I do know, like, the absence of the shark so much was just production issues, which mm-hmm. for some people worked as far as never getting to see the shark. But as a kid... <clears throat> First of all, let's address this. The reason why I'm able to watch it as a child, because I don't know if Spielberg got lucky or if he greased some pockets, but Jaws is a PG movie, mm-hmm. meaning anyone that wanted to watch it could watch it. Mm-hmm. There was no getting turned away or teenagers sneaking in. It was parental guidance suggested. I believe that's what PG stands for. Even though the opening scene is titties. Yes, it Mixed is. With people getting eaten by a shark. There's some profanity. There's a lot of alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I, I think this is what helped it achieve summer blockbusters because this movie wasn't off limits to anyone. And it may not even be Spielberg. It could have been Universal greasing the wheels because I know they were behind on production and they were way over budget. Um, Even one of the scenes where Richard Dreyfuss finds the head um, in the sunken boat, that was an extra scene that Spielberg paid for himself out of his own pocket because he just needed another jump scare in the movie after the first test screening. And, you know, the studio was like, no, we're not giving you any more fucking money. We're good. Mm. But anyway, so I'm sure I didn't watch it on first run because I wasn't born yet. But by the time it got to me and all I'm here is about kill a shark, kill a shark, kill a shark. And I'm watching it as a kid, eight, nine, ten years old. And I don't see the fucking shark, but a couple times. So it's like mm-hmm. I could be playing with He-Man or Shira and, <laughs> and doing my thing. And instead, y'all got me fucked up in this living room on the floor. And y'all know it's cold. And the kerosene heater is not working. Oh, I used to hate our kerosene heater. I always thought we were going to blow up every time we turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> got your clothes smelling all funny. Your friends I know. high proper heat. <laughs> <laughs> you like you want you don't want to you make sure you don't want to wipe you wipe up all the gasoline around and yeah yes man y'all don't know real struggle till y'all had a kerosene heater <clears throat> yeah I think with Jaws part of its impact especially the first one no I'm I, I'm going to compare the first and second ones for different reasons but the first one I think this is the first time audience or mainstream audiences saw a monster that they. There was no reasoning with, there was no control, and it wasn't a human, so you couldn't reason with it. Because before that, like, a lot of the monsters that we had, we have, like, the the monsters from, like, the 30s, which were, you know, the universal monsters, and we had the monsters from the 50s, which were sci-fi-based. And then in the 70s and 80s, they, they did become more humanized, 
And this one is just, no, it's just man versus nature. And I think that I'm assuming, obviously I wasn't around at the time either, but I'm assuming that struck a chord with a lot of people. Plus it's just like this perfect combination of it coming out in the summertime. And it's also the first film to gross over a hundred million dollars at the box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I don't, I think it's impact would be completely lost on all of us because we're all eighties and nineties babies. But for the seventies people, I, I think it, it really fucked them up the way cycle did in the, you know, for the previous generation. Right. I do, I do agree to that because there's some extent of believing in movies. You don't think that, oh, I've heard about sharks going to beaches, but I've never seen one. And then you see it depicted on the screen and you're like, Jaws, a.k.a. Bruce, was larger than life. <laughs> like the first time they put it in the water, it fucking sunk because the bitch mm-hmm. is so heavy. Um, so I do get that cable television would have, wasn't what it was. Um, you know, the TV stopped working at eight or nine o'clock after the news went off and, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of, I'm not even sure if Encyclopedia Britannica existed yet, you know, Damn. like there was just like, <laughs> <an> encyclopedias. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of things that would have been around back then. It's like we're talking the seventies, not the <laughs> they had Sanford and Son to keep them company, you know. A little Star Wars action. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of America was watching Red Fox for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think there's so much under the surface, like you were saying, and like you know, I was poking fun at is that from the beginning of this film, you see the people in power choose to make money over the safety of its people when they have blatant evidence that there's a shark. I believe at one point they're like, oh, that that could be a boat propeller that did that to her body. And it's like, mm-hmm. my parts looks different from a fucking blade turning. Um, but it's the same thing. It's 70s. People don't have that common knowledge. You're eight-year-olds that may know more than I know because they have YouTube. And they can sit at home all day with their laptop, iPad, iPhone in their lap connected to the charger because it died six hours ago, absorbing information that wasn't available to us when we were that young. Well, let me ask you guys this. Which Jaws movie did you see first? Well, providing you've seen all four of them. (laughs) I haven't seen all of them. So I've only seen the first one. So the first one. (laughs) I've seen... The first three, obviously, I didn't know part four existed until earlier this year. Oh, uh, I'm not ashamed of that, but it's true. <laughs> My girlfriend has so, even seen yeah, that's Jaws um, four. That's see, the Revenge, right? Yeah. Okay. When I tell y'all Jaws the Revenge is awful, but it's like my kind of awful. Where that's the first Jaws movie that I saw. And so that was my entry point into this entire franchise, which is weird when you're looking at it. Is it because we have Melvin and Mario Van Peebles in the movie? Or is it? And Lynn Whitfield. I I didn't know she was in this until I rewatched it uh, last month. Mm -hmm. She plays his girlfriend. But, you know, I always said that, like, I, I never acknowledged that part four was the best. I've always thought that part two was the best. Because my recollection of it was essentially the last third of the film 
where there's a bunch of teenagers who are stranded in the middle of the ocean and they're getting stalked by the shark. And that was much more like a, it's like a slasher film and it was much more of a horror based um, event. And I've always considered Jaws 2 to be the best one in the series until I rewatched the first Jaws. Um, and Jaws 3 is it's fine. It's there. You know, <laughs> you'll have fun with it. It's not a great film, but it's fine. I would say in general, I think Jaws 2 is the one most people remember in their minds. Mm -hmm. And Jaws, the original, is the one that gets more attention. Like, it is playing somewhere right now in someone's backyard, someone's lake, someone's drive-in theater, or across Mm -hmm. any body of water. Right now, tomorrow, the day after, in America. Yeah. People love to pretend like they're going to be terrified in a closed body of water. (laughs) Well, and and definitely. Most of the iconography we see from Jaws, like the images and stills, is actually from Jaws too. Yeah. And even the the ride at Universal Studios, I believe that was actually modeled off Jaws two versus Jaws one. So Jaws two definitely has its thumbprint in pop culture over the first film, which is ironic, <laughs> considered first film is you know a stand you know a standard or standout film. Yeah, I think it's what got it there for sure, and it just because um, the original is just what lives in the infamy, right? Mm-hmm. It's just there. I wish that Jaws two. Nope, I'm lying. <laughs> Jaws two is not as good as Jaws one. I rewatched it the, um, recently, like I said, and I said this movie is all over the. Excuse me, this movie is all over the place. There's mm-hmm. not a, it's not as cohesive as the first film. And like I said, what I thought was the film is only like the last third of the movie. Um, and Roy Scheider didn't want to be there, <laughs> but he gave it his, his all. He was just there <laughs> under a studio obligation. Robert and, and Richard got into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, this is another thing I think that is strikingly interesting about the franchise. And Tool... Part four, it maintained the PG rating. And then part four, Which one, the first PG one? thirteen. All three first films. Oh. Well, the PG thirteen rating came out in eighty four. So, yeah, um, I get. Yeah, you know, yeah, because they 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 have gone back and retroactively re-rated films. I'm yeah. looking at you, looking at you, meatballs. I think that was like rated. <laughs> I think that was PG, and now it's considered R, or it's the opposite. Uh, probably rated PG, and it's definitely R. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaws: The Revenge sits at an impressive zero tomato meter. Wow, fifteen percent audience score. Damn. Tomatoes. Wow. And Lorraine, Lorraine Gray has not been in the movie since. Now, it's funny. She was actually the girlfriend slash wife, I think, of one of the heads of the studio. And I'm not saying that's what got her. The oh, role. in real life. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what got her the role. But she, she, I mean, she was an actress and she actually fell out of acting somewhere after Jaws 2. So then Jaws 4 was like her comeback. And I thought she did great. I'm surprised we haven't seen more from her. I thought she was a pretty good actress oh i thought she retired or something yeah, yeah. she was she talking about 50s after jaws 4 yeah and i mean she did great i wish we would see more from her now we have chris and stewart mm. well, 
I mean, if she was alive, you. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's not nice. I'm sure she's alive, but she, she has is. to be in her 80s, if not older. She could do a sitcom like Betty White did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true, but I don't think she has remote star power like Betty White. <laughs> and I don't think she needs the money either. <laughs> I'm probably not. Like, she is set. So, we've talked a lot about, I guess, the infamy of Jaws. But I don't think we've addressed the actual um... I don't want to say story of the shark because the shark's not right. There's there's never a backstory of like this is why this killer shark is killing blah 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 blah. But he's just an asshole. (laughs) He's just he's just hungry. He's hungry. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think there's a bigger story. Of even, forget about current times, forget COVID, forget the current president. I would love to. (laughs) This is 1975. Uh, Schools have just recently been desegregated. Uh, Slasher films are not technically invented yet. And... You do see a lack of diversity for a northern state of AMD in New York. There's a couple of African Americans in the beach crowd, but who it's knows? like three. I said a little bit. I know. I was just saying, like, because I was thinking that myself, and I was like, what What the hell? That shit was accurate, though. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I mean, if it is, yeah, that shit is not like Manhattan. <laughs> So I guess what I'm I'm really digging at is the subtext of the film is that we are or no it's an exploit into brace yourselves and it's not to be offensive but I don't know another PC term to call this um, as a person of color I have always called this white people problems <laughs> and I'm when I see like this is the town of we just want to make more money. And we're not going to close the beaches. Everyone's extendable. And this town, large in part, it's all the white people are extendable. And I think that that is an interesting thing versus current day. Coronavirus was largely touted to be like, it's a problem in African-American community. And it's like, there hasn't been any extra help, any extra testing, Anything to be like, oh, we need to help African-American people uh, in this situation. But what you know, I would say is racist. But we have Spielberg telling a story of where it doesn't really matter your skin tone. Uh, people of power will always fuck over everyone, which something Romero has been saying for years across all of his zombie films. But I think that that's something that we don't ever talk about with Jaws. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, what's what's interesting is, you know, we're talking about this movie and like within the last month, a great white shark has killed someone in the New York area in the water. So like Jaws is happening in real life. (laughs) 
Yeah. But and I and I don't think those beaches were. I mean, they could have been closed for that day. I, I haven't done the proper research. Um, I guess I just want to bring that point up that this shit really happened, like now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's what most horror movies, or good horror movies, are going to do is they're going to make you think about our political and social um, nature and, and how authority, how people in power of position have abused their authority. And it's not always, you know, based on race or based on some type of oppressed group. It's is it's it's power over the powerless, and that's what Jaws represents in more ways than one. Yeah, I mean, it really goes back to Jamie Kennedy. Everyone is a suspect. Like, the shark is the shark, but they can't just identify the shark. And that's part of their problem, is that the water has many sharks, and not every one of them is black, so you can't just single them out. There, I said it. Can I ask you guys something really quick? And this is kind of off topic. But was Randy your favorite character from the Scream series, the first three? The first three, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay, that makes sense. I'm in the minority in that. Okay, because I was actually ambivalent when he got killed off. I would be heartbroken if they killed Gail off. All right. I bought the. Will what? Just a side (laughs) tangent. (laughs) When you mentioned Jamie Kennedy, I'm like, yeah, he could like his character Randy can go, but um, save Gail Weathers at all costs. Alright. I don't know if we have to explore this later. <laughs> Our audience is so confused right now. They're like, what the fuck is are these people talking about right now? <laughs> that was my Other, given their age, Courtney did age better. She did. I mean if I had that kind of money, I would age better as well. <laughs> That's true. But, she does have fringe money. Yeah. But she also probably didn't drink and eat at three o'clock in the morning because she was on a comedy tour every day. Well, Jane it did take her was. about six years to listen to her friend and tell her to stop getting Botox. I mean... I mean, and she was in... Uh, what was that show? Uh, Cougar Town? Which I yeah. really yeah. love. And she was gorgeous, but her the premise was she's 40 when the show starts. And I'm like, I'll be 40 soon. <laughs> and I don't think <laughs> I look like that. Wh- whatever. You know, like... Whatever. I don't work out the way she does. Who cares? Fair. Okay. Jaws. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to wrap up the discussion on Jaws so we can move on. Um, rather than do the casting couch this week, I would like to explore what what your each up to either one of you. What a part five would look like, a remake would look like, a prequel, and why you want to go in that direction. Oh. As by your enthusiasm. Damn. You know we gotta (laughs) let you go first. I'm gonna be horrible at this. (laughs) So I pretty much okay. So he said prequel. All right, let's start. Yeah, let's start simple. Do you think it needs a part five? or a remake, or a prequel? Where, would, If you were making this movie again, where would you start? Ooh. That's a good question. Because I know if I were to say 
a remake is going to cause all hell. Like, people are not ready for a remake of Jaws. You know, and I'm sorry I did not respond to you, whoever you are, uh, on Twitter. Uh, I just forgot. It wasn't that I didn't want to engage in your conversation. I think that people get too antsy about remakes because The Blob was a great remake. Mm -hmm. The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing is a remake. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. All night, yep. Remake. I was just joking. I hated that movie. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was not the reaction I wanted. (laughs) Uh, But some people do resonate with that prom night. And that's my thing. Is like We don't have to like the new ones that come out. But there are people or studios in the, the position of power that are like, this story needs to be shared with another generation. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it does not work. Um, so I don't think remakes are a bad thing. They're a necessary evil in most cases. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, 2004, is a remake. Some people have never ventured back to see Romero's actual first work or know that there's a Night of the Living Dead, which might sound crazy to people, but there are people out there, I've talked to people that only knew Rob Zombie made Halloween. Mm, mm, uh, mm, to be mm, young. Mm. I wish, I really wish I was that young where I could be like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all that happened. Um, but to the point of it is that don't, don't be so quick to judge remakes just because you saw some shitty ones. Like, I like uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake better than the original. Oh, I I'll watch too. that ten times over the original. Uh, but on the same hand, I do not like the remake of Last House on the Left. And the reason I bring this up is because they're both Wes Craven. But it's an example like of where... House. You like the remake better than the original? They're both uh, brutal. No judgment. Yeah, no judgment. I'm just asking. No, they're both... Better. I know better than, but... I'll probably watch that over the remake or over the original. Um, I mean, I I can't even tell you the last time I even watched both of the films, but they're just they're really brutal for me. I can't yeah. get past a certain scene, so I yeah yeah. That's what I was thinking. In I'm not a fan of seeing women raped on or anybody raped on camera. Just you know, for my own yeah, I feel provoked. Like- yeah, I mean, especially with that scene, I actually cried. I was just like, I was so in, uneasy mm. during that scene in the remake that I just, I can't put myself to watch it. Anyway. Yeah, I, actually, okay. I had to actually leave the room because that was just like, we ain't got to see all that. We you can write around that and we get the point. I mean, I'm, I like the kill scenes, especially the last one, but. <laughs> yeah. Right, and I agree with you guys. Uh, the most recent. Uh, Rape Revenge movie I can think of is Revenge and I've only watched that once I thought it was phenomenal and I got to watch it with the director and got to hear her commentary on her own film right afterwards but uh, Rape Revenge is just not something I don't think a lot of people watch unless it's like oh your friends come over and they've never seen the movie before like I don't own a single copy of any of the I spent on your graves not that like I'm Mm. afraid or ashamed of it but it's like, I don't think there's a situation where it's like, hey, let me just turn this on for no reason yeah, right. by myself. 
I'm I have, bored. I'm going to pop some popcorn <laughs> to put this movie in. Yeah, yeah. I have the original and the remake on late Blu-ray, and but I don't think I've watched. I've seen the movies, but I don't think I've watched them since. Like okay. I think it's like a one-time viewing for both. But it was on sale on Amazon, so I just bought it. Which is fine. There's no like right or wrong answer to things. But I would actually say that's a really strong remake too. That's actually better. Than, uh, I don't know. Better is a strong word, but a better made film than the re- original. Oh yeah, I agree. Well, I think the original's too backwoodsy. Like I, you know, I, the the lead actress and I forget her name. And I'm sorry if she's listening. She did a <laughs> phenomenal job, and I would actually go far as to like Oscar worthy performance um i can't imagine what she went through while filming that movie uh sarah butler sarah butler, or the I, fact that she would even come back for the a sequel one. yeah and i guess i've seen all three of the like the remake series and they're not bad films the first one is definitely the best and then the second was after that and the third one is the least of the of the of the series, but um, Deja Vu is a piece of trash. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Ooh, that was like my worst film of 2019. So how long was that? Like four hours and ten minutes? Oh, just about. <laughs> shit, I'm on four long movies, but damn. Oh, they tried it. They really did. <laughs> But anyways, to go back to your question, Gray. Do we not like Jaws? Because we like went on <laughs> but, <laughs> Jaws is a tough movie to like I want to like to review or talk about because I mean what what can you possibly say about this film? I mean, it's a it's a good film. Don't get me wrong, it's a good film. It did a lot in the movie industry. If there was no Jaws, there would be no piranha, there would be no Deep Blue Sea, no 47 meters. Like, there would not be any of these, mm-hmm. like, aquatic horror films. Right. So, I mean, it's important in the movie industry. But personally, like I said earlier, how I agree with Gray, I'm not that big of a Jaws fan. I'm sorry, people, if you're listening to this. I am sorry. You can follow me on Twitter. But I'm not a big Jaws fan. How everybody was on social media, they were excited for the... Was it like the 4K Blu-ray special edition collectors? Mm-hmm. Whatever, I got that. I messed that up. Everybody was so excited. I'm just sitting here like, eh. Like yeah, another movie, I, I'm not worried about purchasing. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's an important film. I'm glad I I'm glad it exists. But I just it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, and I was I, I like I said, I was totally there with you, and I I get that. Um, I will say it's definitely a summer movie. I can't imagine watching this like December 10th for Christmas. Like, has, yeah. This <laughs> has to be done around 4th of July. There's something it's, it's a very, very summery movie. I mean, it takes place during 4th of, yeah, it takes place during 4th of July. So you got to watch in the summertime. And uh, I don't know. I, we've had better shark films come along, but I've really, I, 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 I will say I think this is kind of a masterpiece. Damn it. <laughs> Spielberg got me again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just to answer your question, Gray, I have not seen all the movies, so I don't really know how I can say like if I want like a part five, a sequel, a prequel, whatever. But 
I mean, I did come up with like a, an idea. Maybe it could be like a part five. I don't know. Okay. So I was thinking like maybe um, Brody's younger son, Sean, because he was yeah, like the youngest son. Maybe he mm-hmm. like with him, like as an adult, like around Brody's age, he has to like get over his fear of the water or something like that and deal with like another great white shark. Like something along those lines, but I mean, you should see Charles the Revenge. Yeah, I, <laughs> and Jaws is he 3. in it? I mean, yeah, yeah. Those two characters are the they pretty much take over as the leads in the sequels. Okay. Um, with pretty much like a variation of that and of that storyline and you know what's happening. Um. And I said you should see Jaws the Revenge, and I take that back. You don't have to see Jaws <laughs> Revenge. You have too much time on your hands. I mean, I think so. they're all streaming <laughs> on Hulu. I said Hulu, Hulu through like HBO or something like that. So I'll, yeah, yeah. Maybe HBO I'll Max some, if you haven't has it, all of them. So maybe I'll put some time aside because you always you're talking about uh, the revenge, and now I'm curious. So. I mean, it is an awful movie, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awful, and everybody involved with it knows it's an awful movie. I will recommend you taking an edible while watching that film. <laughs> okay, and I'll recommend, and I don't know which one, if it's a gummy or like a cookie, but do not be sober when you watch that movie. Let <laughs> me start stalking up. But I mean, I would like to see like where the shark came from. Which one in part four? Like, just, I mean, like, just to go back to the question, like, where. Maybe so, like a, a prequel. So or you are like thinking a prequel. Yeah, like no shark like that's going to come out of no. I mean, there has to be a reason why it's there. And is it true? I'm not a shark expert, but is it true that sharks only eat humans if they're that hungry? Like they only like they result to humans, or I don't know. Mm, yeah, I don't See, know. That could be the same with any animal. Like cats will eat you if you die at home. Pigs will eat you all along that period if they've been starved. Uh, humans will eat you if you're ever on the Donner Trail. Mm-hmm. So I think it's true with any mammal. If you're hungry enough, you will eat a human. Be but like that sometimes. to not be so grim, I as well think that there should be a prequel so we can understand this shark. I don't want some sci-fi fucking answer. <laughs> I just want like, like, I'm, I don't even know if sharks are prevalent in Mexico, but let's change the location. Mexico, if sharks are relevant there or the Caribbean, wherever. And that someone was, I don't know, farm raising sharks and they are definitely GMO in that aspect. But not like we were trying to make the perfect killing machine, blah, blah, blah. I want some like normal as to we were trying to find a substitute for tuna so we were trying to farm raise sharks and then this motherfucker bruce got it out the cage or whatever (laughs) more sophisticated than with all the motherfuckers in it but directed by quentin tarantino and Mm. i guess he'll suck some toes at some point how many times i didn't call the shark a digger (laughs) (laughs) that would be so funny that Samuel Jackson captain of the ship 
people in the movie theaters are gonna be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I kinda wanna see this now Quentin Tarantino version of Jaws with Samuel L. Jackson in the Roy Sharder role. <laughs> He ate my parents. Because, <laughs> you know, you would be leaning into a stereotype. But, like, he doesn't swim. He doesn't get in the water. Mm. Uh, shame on me. But I think that would be fucking hilarious. And in my mind, I picture the character Jules Winfield from Pulp Fiction. Like, I need the full Jerry girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. In fact, you know, Jackson. I need Brenda Meeks from the scary movie film. Yes. Wife. Yes. Wow. We now might get canceled. It's like- <laughs> we might be getting canceled, y'all. <laughs> Hashtag cancel kill the dead. Wow. We <laughs> might get canceled. Thank you for speaking that. <laughs> so a prequel. I like that idea though. And how about you, Devin? Well, quick question: Can you eat shark? Like, is that a yeah? Yeah. Okay. Whole thing. What's it taste like? Have you guys had it? I've had shark fin before. Never had is it. Is it good? Yeah, it's delicious. It's taboo now, but delicious. What is it? Is it like a broth type, or is it like creamy soup? No, I mean it was just a grilled piece of meat, like eating tuna. Really? Yeah. Okay. I gotta get out more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I would do, I would not do a remake, um, and I I, I wouldn't do a prequel, but I would do a sequel slash reboot. And did you guys see 47 Meters Down Uncaged? Yes. No, I have a say, but no. So that would be the movie, basically, because I think you have to get, we would have to get away with from the Brody family. And even like you were saying, Gray, like kind of change the location a bit. Right. And I, I think, you know, scuba divers or whatever the hell they were in 47 Meters Down 2 would be perfect. And I mean, that's a slasher movie with a, with a shark as the killer instead of a guy with a knife. So I like that idea. I'm not mad at it. With the same director. Uh, Steven Wonder or Steven Spielberg? Oh no, no I'm sorry. With <laughs> no, with the director of Forty Seven Meters Down too. I'm oh. going to butcher his name, so I'm not even going to try. All right, we'll leave it be. Johan Roberts. Okay, that was that's hard. what I would have tried. <laughs> Small flex, but you got it. Yeah, I tried. What about you, Gray? Oh, I'm for the prequel. Like, I need. New location, uh, show me where the shark came into human interference and we did some weird test on it and gamma rayed the fuck out of it. And it was like, <laughs> fuck you guys, I'm going to New York. <laughs> uh, which I would be wondrous and fine with. Uh, even go sci-fi with it. I don't care if there was an alien intervention of like, now I would say the beach house. Um, or, you know, like the thing, uh, there's another driving force as to why it's there. But you have to be careful with the reasoning because I don't want it to undo the first two films. Um, Jaws 3D was definitely just a cash grab. (laughs) Um, 
And do you know the story of Jaws three? It was it was actually meant to be a spoof of Jaws. It wasn't written as a sequel. No, I did not know that. Yeah, it was written as a spoof called Jaws Three People Zero. And I guess through a, a series of a bunch of rewrites and there was a rights issue as well. They so let's convert this into an actual sequel to Jaws as opposed to a spoof of it. That explains so much. Because there's not a single person that I ever talked to that like goes to bat for this movie. Yeah, like it's just uh, unequivocally I accept it as not such a good film. I mean, it's the, I mean, listen, Dennis Quaid, who plays one of the Brody sons in the movie, yes. um, he admits that he was coked out of his mind every in every Dang. frame of that movie. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've all been in our twenties like- before. But wasn't it like 84? Like, he should have been done with cocaine by then. 83? Mm. That's that's when that shit was on sale. Guess so. <laughs> Guess so. I mean, <laughs> we've all been in our like, 20s before. So. But wasn't it like 84? Like, he should have been done with cocaine by then. 83? Mm. That's, that's when that shit was on sale. Guess so. <laughs> Guess so. All right. So this is normally the time where we would switch to the ever so popular Mary Fuck Kill. But we are going to switch things up. If you guys would check your Slack channels, you have been messaged a series uh-uh. of responses. <laughs> we are going to play Cards Against Humanity uh, with a little twist. So if you want to go ahead and review your answer. <laughs> I don't know if I can play this. I was raised Catholic, Craig. <laughs> um. This is a first. I will not be participating as I will be the deciding factor. <laughs> so, so wait, what do we do? We just read what you sent you us? You both have four options. I'm going to okay. read three questions, and then we'll just decide whoever submitted the better answer. Okay. As it pertains to Jaws. <laughs> are we are we ready? Have you guys had time to read individual I'm too busy laughing? Do Ash and I have the same four no, names? No, you do not. Okay. That's that's why I send them separate. So it will be a surprise to the two of you and a surprise to me in which fashion you choose to use it. Oh boy. Alright. <clears throat> <laughs> Round one. Excuse me. <laughs> Jaws. He's the man. The man with blank. I'll read it again. Jaws. He's the man. <laughs> the man with blank. Do I text you my response? No, we're, you can go ahead and say it. Oh. Debbie, and, our, and our answer would be one of these four things you texted us? Yes. Okay, so Jaws is the man with meth. Jaws, he's the man. He's the man with meth. I mean, he fucked up a bunch of shit in New York. (laughs) Can you just imagine a fucking shark smoking meth? Like underwater, made a fucking scuba tank, his fucking bong. I'm not sure if that works with meth. I mean, Uh, it won't be any worse than Jaws the Revenge, so I'm here for it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Ash, what is your answer? 
I will go with Tiny Rancid Girl Farts. Oh, <laughs> He's the man. The man with Tiny Girl Rancid Farts. <laughs> I think Rancid Farts takes the square. <laughs> you gotta put these in the show notes. <laughs> uh, Brody. Here's a little something I learned in business school. The customers always blink. Brody, here's a little something I learned in business school. The customers always blink. Ash, I'm going to let you go first this time. Alrighty, I will go with peeing a little bit and tossing my panties. (laughs) Brody. Something I learned in business school: the customer is always peeing in my pants and tossing in my panties. <laughs> Devin Monfrey. Yes. Um, uh, I'm I'm ready. He's always thrusting and grunting. Oh, thrusting and grunting. Brody, here's a little something I learned in business school: the customer is always thrusting and grunting i mean i i can i i'm gonna give you guys each point five and we'll see how this works because <laughs> i like them both <laughs> i don't want to decide elaine said you won't believe what's in my pussy it's oh. <laughs> i'm sorry elaine said you won't believe what's in my pussy it's blank. Devin? <laughs> it's having fingers for teeth. Oh, shit. Oh. Actually, I love that. That actually brings in a little horror thing. Elaine said, you won't believe what's in my pussy. It's fingers for teeth. Wait, does that right? Yeah. It's having fingers for teeth. It's yeah. having fingers for teeth. Ash, your counter. The wonders of the Michael Sarah. You won't believe <laughs> it. Elaine, Elaine said, <laughs> Elaine said, you won't believe what's in my pussy. It's the wonders of Michael Sarah. Devin, I have to get to her. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Oh, man. I'm so sorry, Devin. I don't know if it's these dill pickle chips I'm eating or if it's this Becca vodka that I'm drinking, but this is a delight. Right. Let's continue. (laughs) All right. Last and final question. I believe technically Ash is winning with 2.5 points. Devin is trailing behind with 1.5 points. Devin, if you get this answer, you will tie the game. I do not have a tiebreaker, but we will see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I survived Jaws blank, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. I survived Jaws blank, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Ash to you. Staring into each other's eyes and humming at the same time. Creepy. I survived Jaws 
staring into each other's eyes and humming at the same time. And all I got was this lousy t-shirt. I didn't think I would be able to say that. <laughs> it would help if I kept it open what I sent to you guys. <laughs> all right. Devin. Yes. Uh, letting Chris Brown touch my boob. Oh. I survived letting... No, wait. I survived Jaws letting Chris Brown touch my boob. And mm. all I got was a roundhouse kick to the face. Rude. You are so rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. A lousy t-shirt. Um, this was my fear. Uh, Devin, I think Chris Brown wins it for you. We are at a tie. I don't know what to do other than whoever comes up with the best response, period, first, wins. Yay. You're going down, Ash. I'm generating a random question. So we just say it out loud? Yep. I will will read the question twice Uh and then count to three. Whatever I hear first is the best response. All right. All right, let me put on my... Okay, okay. So I'm going to read it twice. <laughs> Count to one, two, three, go. And then we'll see where we're at. Oh, right. wait, what? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm no doctor, but I'm pretty sure what you're suffering from is called blank. I'll repeat. I'm no doctor, but I'm pretty sure what you're suffering from is called blank. One, two, three. Smegma. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Ash beat me? Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you said. You didn't even explain the rules right. <laughs> takes the square. <laughs> All right, I couldn't think I'm of sorry. anything. Devin, what did you say? I, I was going to say fishy, but, you know. Oh. Yes, definitely. Ash one. <laughs> Word on us. I don't know we had to follow instructions at this point in the show. <laughs> I was confused. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Ash with 3.5 points. You win our first ever Cards Against Humanity. Kill hey. the dead Cards yeah. Against Humanity. You win nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She yep. wins the privilege of sending me some grippos. There okay. you go. <laughs> all right. So the games are now done. I hope you all have had a good, good, good time listening. Oh, fuck. What? It says we've only been recording 10 minutes. It's still well, recording. Ash is recording. No, I'm not, okay. but it says still recording. Okay. Um, anyway, so before we get out of here, as we have asked and pleaded, and uh, you know, you listeners at home, even across seas, we know we have some of you, India, UK, we know you guys are listening. Um, we asked to leave a review on uh, the Apple Podcasts. I know we have other platforms in which we do reviews. Uh, we're really trying to boost the Apple platform. So thank you for the few people who did participate. And we're going to announce our winner. Uh, 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was hoping something. Um, Giancarlo TV. We decided your review was the best. Um, so if you could contact the podcast at Kill the Dead Pod on Twitter to claim your T-shirt. We only have two sizes, so I hope this works out. <laughs> uh, but thank you for your review. Uh, if you're new to the show, please leave a review if you like what you're hearing. If you don't like what you're hearing, we're okay with that as well. Yes. <laughs> Fuck those people. Tell people where they can find you. You can, you can find me on Twitter at Ash to Ashes. That's Ash with the X in the middle, Ashes. Devin, how about your multifaceted body of social media work? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on um, at iNeedYouJesse.com uh, where I am actually working on an article right now about hot guys. Ow! That's all. Yes. Um, you can also find, find me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at iNeedYouJesse all one word. And you can also find me on Something Ghoulish as well. Yes, please check out his article on Jaws. What was the title of the article again? Uh, it's called Coronavirus, or I learned, or how I learned to stop worrying and love Jaws. And you can find that on somethingghoulish.com as well as iNeedYouJesse.com. Uh, yes, for myself, you can always find me on the social medias that I participate on at Gray himself. That's G R A E himself. But more importantly, we want you to follow the podcast. We are available on Twitter at Kill the Dead Pod. We are now on YouTube as well under the same moniker. If it's easier for you to listen on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe. Uh, as well as we are eventually going to get to that Twitch channel. So if you're following Kill the Dead podcast on Twitch, uh, thank you. We see you and we're going to do something this fall for sure. Say goodnight, folks. Good night. Good night.